The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Thursday, August 10th, 5.30. That's a raise for us. And I got a taste of retirement over pretty much all of August here. A taste of retirement? Yeah, a little taste. I've just been golfing lots. Like a lot. Oh. A lot, a lot. have a lot of passes to use. And friends have passes to use. So, I mean, golf's expensive. Wow, you are blessed and highly favored. Yeah. Not only you have passes, but friends. Yeah. You're going to yeah. get an generous. influx of texts here. People are going to be like, can I be your friend? I know, I know. It's, it's pretty fantastic. Like, over the long weekend, I golfed twice, and I had a third invitation to golf a third time. <laughs> wow. And I was like, ah, golf doesn't exude the body too much, but let's just take a day off of rest here, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, there's a lot of walking involved, a lot of standing in the sun. <laughs> And swinging that back the mm. right way. Yeah, so a long weekend I golfed a couple times. Before that, I think I've golfed the past three weekends now. Wow. Now, the past weekend's only been like once on the weekend, but long weekend was twice. And then again, this weekend coming up, I got some buddies I want to golf again. I'm just turning into like a semi-pro here. Yeah, this is quite a state of early retirement. Now, the thing is, if you really were getting that taste of retirement, mm. you'd be doing it on weekdays. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's why it's only a taste. Okay. It's only just a little little sprinkle. Not full on. Opinion? Oh, it's pretty great. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty great to get out. (laughs) I'm I'm a fair weather golfer as well. Mm. So, like, if it's raining, nah. Nah. Nah, I'm not golfing in the rain. But if it's nice, oh, oh, you can find me there for a long time. (laughs) Bit of a scary moment in the baggage claim at Pearson Airport yesterday. Oh, that in itself is just a scary situation. It's true. It's true. Somebody lost their luggage. No, a snake was there. Nope. I'm checking out already. I don't like this. I hate this story. I hate everything. I hate snakes. I'm sorry. It was just slithering on the ground. And Even the word slithering, I just found out right now that I don't like that word. <laughs> I'll try and find a different S word, or maybe no S's at all. Mm. Um, but it was hanging out in the on the tile floor, and then people kind of started to notice it, yeah. and they started to scream and run away from the snake. <laughs> I would think it was fake at first, maybe. Like, you know how people have those, like, faux Oh, yeah. Snakes. Like, I wouldn't really think, like, oh, it's not a real one, unless it started moving at me. I would have to imagine, though, if you brought a fake snake into a baggage claim air- airport, yeah. I think you would get banned from that airport. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they would check their security cameras and mean, like, that fake snake belongs to this guy who's never coming here again. Yeah, it might be a blessing to get banned from Pearson without bad. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, a security guard actually went over, tried to catch the snake. Wow. Then put like a towel on top of it. Of course, you can't like step on the snake to immobilize it unless you plan on killing it. And he actually rescued the snake alive. What a great man. My question is, like, (laughs) thank you, security guard. Yeah. But where did this snake come from? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't want to know. Like, I kind of want to know, but I don't want to know. Like, has it been living there for a while? Has it been? Did it like hitch a ride in somebody's luggage and it could have just slithered into Mm. anyone's luggage and it... It just happened to get out into the tile floor. Yeah, I guess anyone can kind of show up to the front doors of an airport. Yeah, and if you're heavy enough, they will probably open for you. I mean, the snake, like if the snake slithered up to the front door and was like, forget this hot pavement, give me cold tile. Are you thinking that anybody could have planted this snake? Yeah, they just bring it on and just like, oh, well, we'll see you later. Drop you off.
<laughs> Drop me off. Hope you catch a flight somewhere. Yeah, become I don't watch you anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Just some freak. Jeez. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Either way, I am actually going to Pearson tomorrow, and Ooh. I'm a bit scared. Like, <laughs> what if this snake had babies? What if there was a criminal who just you are not allowed to whole... come back here. Like, <laughs> if you are going to snake infested areas, there's a hard no snake policy that we're putting in here. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I want to let you know that you are in the presence of one of Olivia Rodrigo's top fans. I already knew that. You always are like, it's my birthday bestie. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Did she recognize you now as a top fan? Or what? what's giving you the distinction yeah. that you feel confident enough to say you're now in the presence of a top fan? Got an email the other day. Olivia Rodrigo made you something special. Whoa. Now it is from Spotify, so it must have just been oh. sent out to like her top 1% or something. So <laughs> top 1%. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that came to everybody that subscribes no. to Olivia Rodrigo. No. 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 Sorry, I don't want to burst your bubble. Pardon me. (laughs) You stop it over there. Uh, It says, I'm so happy to share with you, um, with my top Spotify fans first, this is like vinyl and everything. Thank you for being one of my top listeners. And um, Guts, the album, comes out on, we're under a month away. September 8th is when that bad boy comes out. And you can't wait because you're a top fan. That's right. And am I in my 30s still living in teenage angst? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm very stoked for it. And so if I wanted, if I had a vinyl player, I could go ahead and get this super secret vinyl special edition. I don't, so I'm not You should get it it anyway, just so you can hang it on your wall and say you have it because you're a top fan. True. I'm not like a too true top, top fan, but I'm like a top fan. Yeah, you are revealing yourself as somebody who isn't a top fan if you're not willing to buy her vinyl. (laughs) Easy. You don't have an LP. Easy, easy. (laughs) I do know that she has another single coming out tomorrow called Bad Idea. Ooh, that is top fan energy. Yeah, yeah. So very excited (laughs) for this new single that comes out for tomorrow. But for now, we'll have to listen to the one that came out just a couple of weeks ago, Vampire. Turn it up. I've come across a couple things recently that I think um, would just be better if they took my advice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Spread the love. Spread the education. Make people smarter. Okay. Have you heard of ambidextrous scissors? I think I have. I don't know if I've come across them, but I think I've heard of it. All right. Well, do you know that left-handed people have a hard time cutting things with regular scissors? Is it because the holes are different sizes? Like one hole's for your hand and the other hole's for your thumb? And so they make them like different sizes? Uh, I or... think it's that the blades don't line up quite correctly <gasps> when you switch hands and oh. try to use them uh, differently. Just the wow. way that your joints go with the scissors. Yeah. yeah. So they do know how to make ambidextrous scissors okay. that people can use in either hand. Either hand. <laughs> but instead... They're not universal? They're not universal. <laughs> the norm is to make right-handed scissors. Anytime oh as a goodness. left-handed person you pick up a pair of scissors, you can expect that you will have oh a hard goodness. time cutting something. That's wild. And I feel like as we've moved into accepting all people and 10% of the population is left-handed... Yeah. That it would just make sense that they changed their molds to yeah. reflect that. Yeah. That you could hope that every scissor you picked up was an ambidextrous <laughs> pair of scissors. It's just my opinion. Have you ever found just specifically left-handed ones? Oh, yeah. I have specific oh. left-handed scissors. Multiple pairs of them. Oh, there's probably a left-handed store. If you... <laughs> I don't know. Or is that just something from The Simpsons? That's got to be from The Simpsons. But I definitely have like left handed fabric scissors, left handed paper scissors, and they are in my house. Multiple. Yeah. And they're in special places in my house. I know exactly where to find them. 
But every other pair of scissors that is in my house is ambidextrous because my husband's right-handed and I'm left-handed and we are accepting of each other. There we go. (laughs) Then the other thing I think that they should make correctly is a kayak that goes straight. (laughs) This is... What do you mean? Aren't you dealing with elements all the time in a kayak? Yeah, but they put a keel in a kayak and make sure that when you're you stop paddling, it will continue to go straight. Yeah. But those ones cost extra. <laughs> and so if you I feel buy, like that's just a sham anyway. On a windy day you're going where you're going. Uh, and the current's gonna isn't it? If you buy just a regular recreational yeah. kayak and you stop paddling, you will immediately go in a circle. circle. Yes. Because they know how to do it, yet they want to charge you extra <laughs> for going straight. <laughs> And this is my other advice. If you know how to do it and you know that folks don't want to spin in a circle, why not give it other features that cost more other than just straight paddling? Because capitalism, you need to make money. (laughs) (laughs) House sitting for two weeks here and I found something in the house. Uh, It's very interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so I found it in the bathroom. Sean, you're making me nervous for the person you're house sitting for. <laughs> like, I feel like there's like a code and you might be breaking it. I found it. It's plastic. Uh huh. Fits in your hand. Yeah. Makes some noise. Sean. It's a shower radio. <laughs> what were you doing all this Sean for and stuff? What were you doing all this slow description for? You That's know what was happening. A shower radio. Oh, uh, you didn't say there was a speaker on it. You could have added a few. <laughs> uh, more. I was getting to those, but then you kept on questioning. Me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Pardon me. So, did you listen to the radio while you were showering yesterday? I did. Wow. It was so cool. It was so neat. Yeah, it's just like little speaker has the dial and it's waterproof and everything. And you can hang it on like you're like. Uh, a shower curtain rod. Oh, okay. Then it just like goes right there and it's like hanging out with you. Because I know there's like some suction, suction cup ones or whatever, but yeah. this one was just hung, hung out on your on your shower curtain rod. So I was messing around with it a little bit and I was uh, tuning into some radio. That's pretty cool. So was it wireless or rechargeable type thing? I think it was, yeah. I didn't really inspect it all that much. I just kind of hit power and hoped it worked and it did. But usually like sometimes when I'm in, in the shower, sometimes how I judge how long I'm in there for is like, oh, I'm in here for two and a half songs. Uh, you know, or three yeah. songs type of thing. And usually that's like with my phone in like the sink or something. Because you know, like the bowl like. <laughs> yeah, it just makes it louder. Makes it louder type. But like now with this radio that I have, the shower radio, I can have it right there in front of me. And I kind of judge that way. I'm like, oh, been in here for too long. This is three songs now. <laughs> it looks like you have something on your shopping list for now when you leave the house because uh, phone in the sink sounds far less cool than hanging on the shower rod waterproof. Absolutely. So I'm going to be on the lookout for these little shower radios because I love it. And I just got to ask, what station was it on when you turned it on? Uh, it was on, it was on cruise. Our, our little homies over here beside us. All right. That's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a concert people have been talking about for a year now. Mm. Taylor Swift, she is on her Eras tour, and she's singing for like three hours a night. And she finally decided to announce that she's bringing it to Canada, states in Toronto, and people were trying so hard to get tickets. Yeah, some rough numbers were coming out that like 30-some million people tried to get in the waiting list, essentially. Yes, and basically if you break it down, you had a 1 in 400 (laughs) chance of being able to try and get a ticket for it. And if you look at, you know, the Rogers 
Center, Roger Center, yeah. um, they seat about 50,000 people. Yeah. So if they had 31 people, 31 million people looking for a <laughs> ticket, six shows, they only had about 300,000 tickets to sell. No kidding. Oh my goodness. Just madness. Did anyone on your feeds at all get lucky or anything? Not a single person I saw post that they got tickets. I saw somebody post that they got a presale code, oh, but yeah. everybody else was just sad, disappointed, posting memes about how <laughs> deeply wounded they yeah. are and, and wishing that Vancouver was going to happen. Yeah. I had one friend uh, in Regina say they actually bought tickets. Whoa. Let me look at it right here. It's over on their, obviously their Instagram stories because they're <laughs> over the moon. Yeah, it says you got tickets to Taylor Swift, the heiress tour. Uh, she got the, the Friday, November 15th show. Yeah. In Toronto. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Congrats to her. No kidding. <laughs> pretty you're a lucky one. <laughs> yeah. To think about the fact that, you know, you're paying for your ticket now. It's about $500. Yeah. Which is crazy. Ticketmaster is adding in fees of nearly $70 Jeez. a ticket. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Freaking Ticketmaster. Yeah. But then as well, you, you kind of spend all this money right now, but you don't actually get to enjoy the True. concert until November 2024. Oh, man. Still a year and a half away. It's crazy. <laughs> Lots of hype about the two summer blockbusters. Yes. We went to see Barbie a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And this week, I finally went to see Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. And you, you were mentioning IMAX as well. Yes. We went to see it in Edmonton and IMAX, mm. which was amazing. Damn. The sound just so uh, enveloping. Yeah. Of everything around you and the screen was so big. It was great. <laughs> um, but such an education Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm not a history buff, but I've read what the movie's about, so I think I would learn a lot. Yeah, and that's how I felt too. Like I can picture picture the mushroom cloud and maybe like a small paragraph in a history textbook yeah. from when I was a kid, but I didn't know anything else about it. And mm -hmm. I was so surprised the things that I learned in this movie. Yeah. And then reading afterwards, people are saying this is the most historically accurate oh, biopic wow. that they've ever made. And that, you know, certain conversations that they had in the movie where I was like, wow, like that's a quite impactful. That's quite heavy. That's, no kidding. You know, I'm going to think about that for a long time. <laughs> it's not actually writers in a writer's room. Those conversations actually happened. Mm -hmm. So it was a very, very educational movie, but also it held my attention. I only checked my watch I was once. Say. It's three hours, right? Yes. And at the hour and a half mark, I did kind of look down at my watch and be like, how are we doing here? And I was like, oh, we're only halfway through. But only once. The rest of the time, I was glued to the screen. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I really want to go see the film, and I definitely want to see it in theaters as well, because I want to take in like the full experience. I've heard a lot of people say, like, this is one of the films that you do need to, to get the theater experience for. But mm -hmm. I'm such a sleepy boy. Oh, uh, I... I am... Um, I think you could do it, Sean. Yeah. I think I think it would hold your attention, and I think you would just be so bewildered at at what happened, okay, and, and just how much loss of life there was, yeah. and and how this physicist, you know, just kind of realized after he did it what he had created. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so heart wrenching, but right. uh, definitely a worthwhile blockbuster to see while it's in theaters. All right. take that chance. Rainy days here. I'll see what I can do in the afternoons. <laughs> Nap first, and then three hour film. Yeah, you will know that it's raining outside, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> it'll keep you awake. Miracle Treat Day is coming to Fort McMurray. We have two wonderful Dairy Queens, and we also have Angela Bennett with the Celery Children's Hospital Foundation on the line to tell us a little bit about it. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Good morning, Angela. And so can you just break down what is Miracle Treat Day? Is it a month? Is it a week? Is it just a day? It is the tastiest um, 
fundraising day of the entire year. Um, it happens every year, and it is a um, North American-wide uh, fundraiser. Uh, and usually the number one fundraiser, one-day fundraiser for uh, children's hospitals across Canada and the U.S. Really, really exciting. And as you are with the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation, so the money that we raise at our Dairy Queens here in Fort McMurray is going to go to you guys, right? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So um, wherever you purchase a blizzard um, on Miracle Treat Day, supports the local children's hospital in that community. And in your case, it comes to the Stollery Children's Hospital, um, which serves um, the Fort McMurray area. And in fact, um, over 40% of the children that are helped at the hospital come from uh, beyond the borders of kind of the metro Edmonton area. Wow. Okay. And then so when I go and buy my blizzard, uh, is it just like a dollar or two? Is it all of it? What's happening there? With the proceeds. Um, all, pro- all proceeds from the blizzard. So uh, franchisees um, are, cover the costs, and then anything over and above that comes to the hospital and um, helps the kids. Wonderful. Now we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you what your favorite kind of blizzard is. <laughs> uh, actually, I make my own, and it's uh, delightful. It is brownie pieces, pecans, and caramel. It's kind of like the turtle blizzard, but a little bit of a twist. Wow. Okay. We're getting some insider tips from the girl who talks about Miracle Treat Day all the time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And how have past years gone? Like you said, it's one of the most successful one day uh, fundraisers. Are there like goals involved? Do you want to hit like a monetary amount or is it just whatever we get type of thing? Oh gosh, no, we have actually a huge goal this year. Um, Dairy Queen has been a fabulous partner and one of the first partners with Children's Miracle Network and our local children's hospitals. And this year we are aiming to raise 10, like to raise enough that will take them to the $10 million um, lifetime milestone. So um, the goal for the year is about $850,000. And we are confident that if everybody gets out there and supports Miracle Treat Day as they have in the past, that we can certainly hit that goal. So we're, we're hoping that everybody will get out there. Maybe I'll have two blizzards on the day then. Exactly. Exactly. No calories on Miracle Tree. That's the other thing you must know. Sure, sure. All right, Fort McMurray, you heard her. Get out and get your blizzards today and help support Miracle Tree Day. Angela, did you have anything else you'd like to add? Just wanted to thank everybody for getting out there and supporting a local um, business owner as well as your local children's hospital. And um, thanks so much. Do you plan your exit when you go to park? Any time? Just any time? Depends on what I'm driving. Okay. If I've big got a truck? N- big truck. We're parking out in the boonies, <laughs> and it's going to be a pull-through. Yeah. There's no way I'm backing that thing up. Yeah. Because well, uh, why I bring this up is, like, say you're going to a sporting event, a concert, the grocery store, wherever. I always want an easy exit rather than just finding the easiest parking oh, spot. Oh, so you're a think-ahead kind of guy. Big time. Yeah, I'd rather walk a little bit more than stress about, like, leaving when everyone else is leaving. That is very valid, especially, like, fireworks time oh, yeah. or, like, yeah, exactly when you said, like, sporting event. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you have to park really far away if at the end when everybody's sta- sitting yeah. in traffic. You're like, see ya. Because when you're arriving there, it's scattered. Like, some people arrive an hour before, some people half hour, 15, 10 minutes, blah, blah. It's all scattered. But when the game ends, everyone's leaving at the same time. Yeah. So I'd rather plan my exit. This came up when uh, I went to the Giants game, just uh, the playoff game the other night. And when you're driving into McDonald Island Park, you can instantly turn right and park by Shell Place. Yep. Or if you want an easy exit, you can go across the boulevard 
over by like the cultural center that's yeah. being built yeah. or not being built, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and you can park over there and then you can have an easy exit. That's just a right turn. Right. Instead of leaving Shell Place and doing a left turn and waiting for so much traffic to go in and out. Especially because most folks in town don't know how to do the zipper merge. <laughs> so you trying to exit Mac Island at a busy time is like, not. Nah, we're on the straightaway here and we're not stopping. Yeah. So then I was just like, well, if we just park over here, sure, we have to cross a boulevard. That's like 20 extra steps. But then, when we're leaving, when everyone else is leaving, whew, just a quick right turn, and we are out of there. And how'd it go? Did you just vamoose there real yeah, quick? pretty fantastic. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm a big planner. I'm a big, like, when we're leaving, how is the easiest way to get out of here? Now, this is like a big brain, and I feel like I would like to adopt this policy, yeah. but I'm just not sure that I'm thinking about the end of the event when I'm arriving at it. But I'll try. Yeah. And, I, I think it's good advice. And always back into the spot, because when it's busy, you never want to be backing up Ooh. and, like causing a whole bunch of traffic jams and Hashtag stuff. Hashtag life hacks. <laughs> well, we weren't sure how long it was going to take, but it seems that neither of us are able to see our own radio station's posts any longer. It's so weird. I And it's so random. It's just selective on the individual as well on who or what it affects for Facebook or Instagram as this whole Bill C-18 rolls out. But like, on my personal Instagram right now, I'm looking at it right now, mm -hmm. when I type in Mix's Instagram in the search bar, I can go look at like all of our content and stuff still on my personal one. But when I go to be like an admin and like create a post over on Mix and just like look at our own profile, nothing. I can't see anything, which is so weird. Yeah, and we both got blocked out together yesterday afternoon. Like previously, kind of people around the office were like, oh, I can't see Mix's Facebook anymore. I can't see their Instagram anymore. <laughs> but you and I were both being like, I don't know when it's going to happen for yeah. us, but we've been safe thus far. And then it just happened at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. And so we are able to post still from a different app onto our yeah. social platforms. Yeah. But unfortunately, we can't see your comments or or chat with you yeah, on there it just yeah. won't let us anymore weird workarounds uh we hope end soon i think they're just both like shouting in each other's faces right now the government and the big tech companies but in australia this happened a couple of years ago and it came to an end so hopefully it's only temporary and we can get the socials back and and have some fun in any case we'd still love to hear from you so please do feel free <laughs> to always call us always text in that line I guess we own it. We pay for it every month. So feel free. 780-791-1037. Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Now available every weekday.